Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. Yes, we have it all. Well, I know that for the past, oh, geez, eight years, I've been saying that I catalog these by date. But guess what? I'm going to change that. And now I'm going to go by episode. So this is episode 14, and I have that in the post. And of course, like I keep saying, you can listen to these podcasts on there's 28 platforms from um, iHeartRadio to Apple to Anchor to Spotify. If If I can record it, you can find it. Well, guess what? Today, our guest is the expert on granite, marble, stone, natural stone. It's Carlos Santos, and he is the general manager of Galleria of Stone in Scottsdale. Hey, Carlos, thanks a lot for joining me today. Hi, Nancy. Thanks Thanks for having me. Hey, anytime. I am a proponent of natural stone. I have a lot of clients that use uh, natural stone. Matter of fact, I was in your warehouse last week. And there's too many gorgeous stones to pick from. That's probably my biggest problem, as you know, right? Yes, I I understand how hard is it, but it's part of it. Yeah, it's it's also the uh, the mystique of looking at the stone and knowing that it's all God made. True. Man didn't True. do this, and you just go, "This is amazing." I don't know how he did that. Even my customer that I was with the other day, she kept saying, "God made this." She couldn't pick one over the other, as we all, you know, are in that quandary when we're in the warehouse. So let's start out with uh, explaining to people the difference between granite and marble and quartzite. Yes, the main idea is like, without going too much, much into the geology part of it, the formation of the rocks, I think comes down to the resistance of the materials. So when you're talking about granite quartzites and marbles, it's more about the resistance of them. Of course, you have pattern differences, composition differences, but it's more about the resistance of them. Marble would be the softest of them all, being a granite, a harder one, and then quartzite considered to be the hardest of the, the three of them. So for different applications, where you want to install them. But that's the main idea. It's more about the resistance of them that will make the main difference between the three being marble softer, granite the hard one, and uh, quartzite the hardest one. So people get quartzite and quartz mixed up. So let's explain the difference between those two guys. Yes. I mean, the quartz itself, the crystal quartz, it's... Originally, was it's a natural mineral, but the industry came with, uh, they just make a decision about, okay, let's call the man-made uh, combination of resin and silica powder, let's call it quartz. So nowadays, what we know in the market as quartz is usually the man-made material. And the quartzite is the natural occurrence of the mineral so it's the hard mineral of the you know the ones that we use for countertops is the quartzite so wherever you visit the stores that's where you're going to see like the quartzite is the natural one god made as you pointed before 
And the quartz now became the, which is a trendy one, but it's it's a man-made material. Okay. So for those people who haven't visited a warehouse lately with natural stone, quartzite has a lot of crystal in it, right? Yes, it does. Which is absolutely gorgeous. And there's a translucent look to it, so you can even backlight it. Yes, you're so right. So for those who don't know what backlighting is, you can put LED tape lights behind it in different situations, whether it's countertops or a high backsplash or, um, oh, shelving. It's absolutely gorgeous. So quartzite, so do you see a crystal in granite or does it just appear in quartzite? No, you do have some concentration of crystal quartz concentrations on granite. So you do have natural occurrences of quartz crystals in granite. You can see like in Patagonia, just to give an example, it's one color that's well-known in the market, and it does have a mix of granite and crystal quartz right there. And you see that translucent material. What about the mica? I see a lot of mica in granite. That kind of, it's not translucent, it's not a crystal, but it gives it that um, almost like tinfoil look. True, true. It's mostly you find that in granite. I, it's not. A, I'm not familiar with the currents of mica on the quartzites, but when you see that shiny dots on the materials, yeah, you, you bet it's a mica. And it's mostly you find that in granite, granite materials, slabs. Yeah, you won't find that in man-made, by the way, guys. Oh, no. Okay, so now we have the material, but there's three choices of finishes, right? So So, let's start with the polish, the most common known. mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the process of the the finishing material, so you can use it in countertops, uh, once the material is processed in the factory, they have these choices. So you can go from... Once it's cut from the gang saws, that's where they cut the materials from, like the huge blocks. They cut from the gang saws, and then they can choose the finish they want to give to the slabs. So it can be a home finish, a leather finish, and a polish. It's just a matter of like what uh, what they use to finish the slabs. So different. I mean, it's too technical to be like discussing, but it's just about like what kinds of uh, Let's say the, the pads, that's what they call. They use different pads to create different effects on the surface of the materials. So when you see a polished slab, can mm-hmm. you then say, oh, yeah, we can hone this? Now, honing means that it's not glossy or polished, more of a matte finish. So, True. or is it you see what, what you see is what you get? So if it mm-hmm. comes from the quarry in a matte or a leather, that's the way you get it? Or can the distributor or you guys change the finish? We can. I mean, it's uh, as you're pointing, it's the natural look of the material is exactly like you described. It would be like a matte finish or like a leather, more like a rough finish on the surface. What we do is just bring it to the polish finish, which is apply the resin and do the polish. So it becomes like really shiny. But yes, it's a possibility because once we bring those slabs here, we do have fabricators that can refinish those surfaces for, for your project, in, in, just in case. 
which is becoming more trendy now, have like a honed or a leather finish on, on your slabs. But yes, it's a possibility. The only downside is every material that comes to us as polished, we can do it into a leather or a honed finish, but I cannot do a honed or a leather finish back into a polished finish. Meaning here in, you know, when it reaches our market, because in the factory, they would be able to do it, but not here. Here, you can only do polish into honed or leather, and that's it. But no no back way, I mean, backwards, meaning no leather into polish or honed into polish. Mm-hmm. Not here. Yeah. We didn't mention this, but all of your slabs uh, come from Italy, don't they? I mean, we process, we only buy... We distribute material from only one company, which is Antolini. And Antolini does have two plants, two factories. A major factory is in, in, it, it is in Italy, and they do have one in Brazil because of the quartzites and all the concentration of materials that they have in, in South America mostly, not only in Brazil. But, yes, I would say that 70% of what we bring is from Italy, and mm. the other 30% is from Brazil. Yeah. Well, I've got to talk about Monogram. They have intelligent appliances, and they're built to enhance your kitchen and your cuisine. Experience peace of mind, convenience, and an optimized performance with the Smart HQ app, which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone and checking how much time remains on your dishwasher cycle. Now, I've talked about this before, so I just want to let you know that everything is going towards uh, technology, uh, smart appliances, smart phones. You cannot have a smart appliance without a smart phone because you have to have the app on your smartphone. So I don't want to get into technicalities, but... Go to your local appliance uh, showroom, or you can go to monogram.com to learn more about what I'm talking about, the technology of today's appliances. Okay, now we're going to talk about the technology of today's materials in our home. So I know we now know what's available in the natural stone, granite, marble, quartzite. What is best or what would you suggest we use for kitchen counters, for bathroom counters? Because they're, um, they're totally two different things. True, true. I mean, we, we definitely we're going to recommend the most resistant ones for the kitchen because of what goes on around the kitchen, like the cooking and the time you spend and all the products you have around the kitchen. Definitely the hard surfaces, the most resistant ones I would use in the kitchen for sure, which comes to the quartzites and granites. When it comes to bathrooms, depending on what you have around your bathroom, I keep saying if you're an avid consumer of wine in your bathroom, please be careful with your marble countertops in the bathroom. Would but you say wine in the bathroom? Yeah, that's why. I mean, I've had customers saying, I love wine. I have a wine bottle all the time. I say, well, so let's go into the quartzites to the to your bathroom instead of just using the regular marbles because the looks, the marbles, it's kind of unbeatable. But when it comes to the look, I mean, the resistance, yes, it's quartzite and granite. But it's it, it comes to the design aspect or 
to personal preference because uh, kitchen countertops always we say try to use the quartzite and the granite and the bathroom since you don't have so much cooking going on or acidic substances in the bathroom you can always definitely make a choice towards the marble surface yeah but well, i get i get a lot of people saying and i did go to italy and Italy is covered with Carrera marble. You got you can't look anywhere without finding it. But um, we have two different kinds of kitchens going on and different kinds of people. In Italy, their Carrera shows all of their um, cooking expertise. How can I say this? They are proud of the staining, and they're proud of showing people how much they've used their kitchen countertops. In America, most people want to use the kitchen, but they want it to remain pristine and brand new. So you can't have it two ways, folks. And that's where we talk about quartz, man-made Carrera, because if you want it in the kitchen, you've got to get something that's not going to show all of the staining and and the way you're going to use it, right? True, true, true. Yeah, it's like it's a recent option for the market. I mean, considering... Comparing to the marble and the, the granite, of course, it's the recent thing. <clears throat> and yes, it's been considered like an option for kitchens all over because of its. it gives you more resistance than the marble. And you have the white look that usually the granite will have a different aspect to it. But it's, yeah, it's an option right yeah. now. But even if the granite, the natural Carrera, has the color they want, if they're going to use that kitchen, they really should get the man-made. And there are several different patterns that are available. Oh, yeah. Because if you have it in the kitchen, you might be careful, but you might have somebody come over, help you cook, and they're not going to be as uh, careful as you are in your own kitchen. So in order to eliminate those problems, just use quartz, man-made materials. But what about uh, showers? I've seen granite in showers. What do you think? I mean, it's shower walls. We've had since, uh, if you go, again, going back to Europe, you can find even marble on shower walls. But it's just about the maintenance that gives you and uh, let's say the the marks that will leave. So, and the maintenance and everything that's again on there. But right now, uh, considering that, we do have now the porcelain slabs as an option for shower walls. It's hard to think about something else but porcelain for shower walls. That's all, all I recommend every day to my customers. Like, yeah. if you want the, if you don't mind, I mean, of course, there are customers that are really specific about, I don't want anything else but a marble in my bathroom or it's a statement house and everything. But no, when it comes to practical choice, Definitely, I would do uh, porcelain slabs for the shower walls. If you put marble in the shower, especially steam showers, is it possible that rust would come through and you start seeing rust lines and there's nothing you can do about it? I mean, yes, it's something that we've had, we've faced that situation before. Customers saying, yes, I've had marble walls in my and now I can see the lines coming through, like I can see rust marks on it. So, yeah, it's something that we have not to say, not the best choice, unless you just, I'm ready for it. Let me just 
try to you know clean with acidic uh, with some acid cleaner, but it's not going to be a you know a permanent thing, or you're just going to have like your marble restored to the original form. But it's it's I wouldn't recommend right now. Right. So in order to not have those problems, go with the porcelain. I would say. All right. We're we're both agreeing on that, right? <laughs> what are the popular colors or patterns that we're seeing now? Right now, colors are still on light shade colors. I mean, of course, everybody wants to be safe, but also the trend is still on the beige, whites. You do have some black, grays. And, well, of course, the brave ones will always venture into the greens, which also happened recently, and some gold colors. But nothing more than that. I would say the trend for the last years is still being like the white, grays, black, and the subtones of these colors. Nothing. Eventually, someone get, be brave enough to get venture and say, "Let me get like a green countertop on my my island kitchen. I want to be like really bold." That's what happens. But yeah, well, I suggest when they're going to go bold, if they're going to do that on the island, that's fine. But then go with a very simple non-pattern uh, material on the perimeter of the kitchen, because don't forget, you're going to use tile or whatever on your backsplash. You don't want to have too many patterns in the kitchen. You still have the flooring to think about. So you have flooring, backsplash, countertops. You don't want to make it look like a circus, right? <laughs> True, true. That's the best way to explain it. Yeah. Okay. No, that's true. Um, so let's talk about Zero Care by Antolini. Mm -hmm. So for people who don't know, we've already explained Antolini is the, the distributor. They're the ones who have the granite that you then get from them, bring to America, and um, put it in your warehouse, right? Yes, I mean we're exclusive distributors of Antolini. Not saying we're the only ones that who carry the the line, the natural stones of Antolini, but we are exclusive distributors of, especially A Zero Care. So it's a it's a system, it's a treatment that was developed by Antolini. So, and they wanted to create the I, I mean create the opportunity of saying I want to use marble in my kitchen. And I don't want to deal with all the problems that are involved in that, meaning etching because of acidic substances on your kitchen top. So Antolini thought, like, let me develop a system where my customers will have, like, the peace of mind of having a treated surface. It's not only sealed because it's a treatment that they do, and it's not a topic application that I've had people asking me about, like, Oh, they just apply a sealer? No, it's not. It requires much more steps than just saying, I apply something with a, with a brush and that's it. No, it's not. And it does penetrates on the stone. So it helps you maintain your stone in your kitchen. It doesn't become bulletproof, but at least like you have your beautiful Calacata or Carrara marble in your kitchen, but you spill some wine. Instead of having like 30 seconds of suffering, imagining, does it etch? Did it etch? And it did. You have the time to say, okay, I'll go to sleep tomorrow, clean my kitchen. And then you still have it there. So it's not etching nor staining the surface, your marble in your kitchen because of the zero care treatment is in there. Many people ask me, can I buy the treatment? No. 
It's uh, done in the factory. Not even I can. I have something that can say, okay, you're going to do it yourself. I can't because it's not, again, it's not like a, a liquid application or something that you can have in your house and apply in the surface of the material. But it's, it's, and it does have results. You can see, I mean, people that come here to Galleria, we can show them the difference of a material that's non-treated against the treated materials. We, we run tests with vinegar, wine, oil, olive oil, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't match the marble surfaces or onyx. Sometimes we, we have some onyx that are treated with that, but it's been a, a trend. It's been a good success. So so once the slab is treated with that by Antolini, uh, do they still have to seal it or no? No. It's a permanent treatment, so you don't have to do anything on it. You don't have to reseal. You don't have to reapply anything on the surface of the material. All you have to be uh, to do is care properly for it. So you cannot apply any harsh substances on the surface, meaning you cannot do like a Clorox cleaning on the surface because it's not about removing the, the treatment. It's about reacting with the treatment and will create like stains or whatever can occur. So all we have to do is that you cannot clean A0Care uh, slabs the same way you would clean other materials or other sub, uh, other materials in, in general. So you would have to do like a you know, non-acidic uh, cleaner. Almost like a mild soap and water. I know yes. you, you can't use Windex or anything like that. No, no Clorox, no Windex. Right, no right. Well, we're going to talk about the care and maintenance as soon as I talk about Studio 41. Now, if you're remodeling or building and you're hopefully getting a lot of information about your countertops, but don't forget... Studio 41 has all of your plumbing needs. So you need the sink for the countertop, in the bathroom, in the kitchen. Well, Studio 41 showrooms are constantly evolving. When you walk into Studio 41 showrooms, you're wowed. They have, um, well, they, what sets them apart is that they have a variety of products from bath fixtures to cabinetry to the largest selection of cabinetry and door hardware I have ever seen. Now, fortunately, I have a Studio 41 showroom in Scottsdale, and that's where I go constantly. The rest of their showrooms, and I think they're, they have 13 of them, they're all in Illinois. But guess what? They have a fantastic website, and you can do shopping online. So if you have any questions, you can always call them or go on shopstudio41.com. Look at what they have, especially their door hardware. They also have a lot of Kohler items, among other things. Great selection of bath mirrors, uh, faucets. You're not going to believe it. You've got to spend a little bit of time on their uh, website. So let's get to the care and maintenance of the product, the natural stone. What's the best way to take care of that? First of all, let's talk about what people shouldn't put on their countertop, like you were saying, vinegar, red wine, lemon juice. Ketchup. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, with the chemicals that we have in our daily lives, I would say careful because they can damage the surfaces. Even, you know, the hard ones like quartzites, you cannot damage them easily, but leaving something in there for 
days in a row, you might have some un unexpected, you know, surprises on it. But still, uh, until now, until recently, we only could say, okay, let me judge. I mean, let me use my my mild soap and water, warm water to clean. But they do have uh, interesting and brands developed to clean the surfaces. I mean, you have a now you can you don't have to do anything um, go much around but in the supermarkets you can find like granite cleaners and you know marble cleaners meaning they do like a, a composition of uh, products in there that will not affect the the you know your 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 kitchen countertop. So we're not saying that if somebody drops a tomato on their granite, they should panic. What we're saying is don't leave it there. Yeah. So you can wipe it down yeah. um, and it's not going to ruin it. It's the idea of spilling wine on there or using your countertop, which you shouldn't be doing as a cutting board for your lemon. So always mm -hmm. use a cutting board. And sure. if you spill it on the granite or the, the uh, quartzite, don't panic. Just wash it down. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Which leads me to this question. People keep asking, what well, can I cut on my granite? Because we used to have formica or laminate, and that was something we couldn't cut on, and we couldn't put a hot pot on. But a lot of people decide they're going to get granite because they want to use and abuse it. What do you think about that? I mean, the use and abuse part of it, I mean, if they start cutting, imagine tomorrow they're going to say, can I use my hammer on it? I mean, it still is a piece of stone, and it can be damaged. Of course, if you cut, like, directly on the surface, you might not create such a huge damage on a quartz site as you would create on a marble surface, but still, you can damage the surface. Eventually, what are you going to do in there? I mean, even, like, uh, I was discussing with the customer the other day about, oh, I have a cabinets, and I have my soup cans and you know my cans up there what if i drop them from two or three feet up does it damage my countertop it will eventually you have a chip right there so i wouldn't submit the the countertop to that kind of uh, let's say experience trying to cut something there or dropping something from from the top of your cabinets but comes to putting hot pots in it, it it's not like something that I would say it would damage for the time you're going to do it. So let's say you're just cooking something and you put directly on the, on top of a granite or a quartzite. I would be careful about because you can have like a reaction, say, if it's a polished surface on a countertop and you start putting every day a hot pot hot pan in the same spot, you you will become dull. That's the first effect you're going to notice. You'll notice that becomes the polish is gone on the material. So, yeah. Well, I've got one thing to say about that. These are not cheap slabs. I mean, we're talking about a big investment in your kitchen. So if you can't take the time to be careful and treat it with kid gloves, I'm not saying you have to not use it, but don't cut on it and you will dull your knife. Don't put your hot pots on it and don't cut your lemons on it or leave your wine on it. Just very simple things. In the bathroom, I would say wipe it down. If you spill your makeup on it, I don't think it's going to really bother it, but then 
You do have to clean your countertops. You want it to look pristine. You want your friends to come in and look at your countertops and get all excited. So you have to keep it clean, right? True, true, true. I know, you're laughing, but this is these are the questions. I've been doing this for many, many, many years. I get some of the oddest questions. Why would you want to use your granite for a cutting board? You spend a lot of money on knives. You have to sharpen your knives. As soon as you cut them and you use the granite for the cutting board, you dull your knives. you got to keep sharpening them. True, true, true. No. Use, um, well, polypropylene is good or a wood cutting board. Not oh, granite, though. And here's the other thing I get asked a lot. Well, when they do the sink cutout, can we have that? Well, it's a little heavy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, true, true. Like the 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 remain the remains the remnants of your of your countertop. I mean, unless they your fabricator will have to do something about that, meaning finishing it, because it's not like a, a straight cut like many people imagine. So that rem, remnant. It's not like your cutting board ready to be used. So I would, that's why some some fabricants will say, yeah, I can do it, but I'll charge you for doing that. I mean, if yeah. you want like an even piece. Yeah. Well, just, you know, just for grins and giggles, how many pounds does the average slab weigh? Oh, the slab. I mean, my slabs, which are not like just a 2CM slab, weights about 800 pounds. One yeah. slab. So... It's not something that I would say even a small piece of it can, like the cutting board idea, if you have a cutting board right there, it can weigh like 20, 30 pounds just because of a small piece. Yeah. I don't want to be dealing with a 20 pounds cutting board in my kitchen every time I need to cut something. Yeah, and if you drop it on your foot, then you can go to the ER. Uh, So you mentioned 2CM. Explain what that is. Yes, the thickness of the material that we predominantly use here in Galleria is the 2CM, which is the thickness of the slabs. So it's uh, three quarters of an inch. And that's a standard for, let's say, I would say Arizona market so far, because there is always a possibility of changing in the future, because the majority of the U.S. market uses a 3CM, which is inch and a quarter for the countertops. And... It's just a, a convention. I mean, they use because it's easier to fabricate in 2CM. Yes, it is. You don't have so much weight to be carrying around to cut it. That's right. a fabricator situation. But, well, when it comes to 3CM, people ask me, is it more resistant? Can uh, What if uh, if I use a 3CM, will it become more resistant? Um, I don't think you're going to be tap dancing on top of your countertops to make it you know, justify to be a 3CM. So the only way you can notice if uh, when you're doing like the undermount sinks and you have the edge inside your sink, you're going to see like it's a thinner uh, piece right there. But other than that, no. Yeah. So let me explain something which I know you know, but for the people who aren't familiar with this. So I usually use a 2CM, but the edges of the granite are laminated. In other words, it's it's a three-quarters glued to another piece of three-quarters. So we have an inch-and-a-half edge. So when we do an undermount sink, you're going to see the three-quarter edge. There have been people that have laminated an extra piece around the sink. That makes the sink a little bit deeper, and then you're looking at an inch-and-a-quarter piece of granite and then your sink so you have that option 
three cm is not something I really like because it's too heavy. And then, and, but every granite countertop has an underlayment, typically plywood or particle board, whatever they want to use. And so that um, gives it strength. True. So you really don't need the three core or the uh, three cm. So most of the fabricators I use like the two cm. True. True. And and that's a little technical. If you're listening to this and you live somewhere outside of Arizona, talk to your fabricator and see what they suggest. True. Hey, Carlos, I think we've covered just about everything. What do you think? Well, that's. I mean, it's. Always exciting, you know that that this kind of conversation can go for hours and hours. I know we go into details, but I think the general idea is that I mean we're always open to see new things. As I remember, last visit you you had here with your customer. I mean, we were presented with a new quartz site, if you remember well, uh, a white quartz site. So yeah. we're always having surprises, and it, it is. Mother Nature has done it. God made it, but it just we're just about to find out, discover new colors all the time. So, oh, there's I haven't been there in a little while, and I saw a lot more that I didn't see the last time I was there. So there's always new product coming in, and actually, you have your new products or your um, inventory on your website. It's Galleria. Of is it Gallery of Scottsdale? No, Gallery of Stone. AZ. Gallery of Stone AZ. Dot com. Dot yeah. com. Thank mm -hmm. you. So you can always go on there, look at their inventory, see what they have. They're located in Arizona, but you do ship out of state because I know you do a lot of stuff in Vegas, right? We do, we do. We've had projects like specific projects that require specific material size sometimes or specific patterns when it comes to stones. But we've shipped materials to California or even, uh, as you're saying, Vegas, Nevada. We have a strong market in that area. But we've done other projects in New Mexico, Colorado. Yeah, you name it. Great. Well, this was fun, right? Oh, yeah, definitely this. <laughs> it's always nice educating people on the products, especially since I use a lot of granite in my remodels. Anyway... I had fun. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. As I say every week, there is so much information in these podcasts. Don't keep it a secret, especially if you know somebody who's remodeling, whether it's their kitchen, their bathroom, or whole house. You can even put granite on fireplace, but fireplaces, by the way. If you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Carlos, email me with those questions to nancy at nancyhugo.com. Carlos, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat my, with me. And pleasure. everybody, stay safe. Have a great day. Bye, Carlos. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Bye-bye.